Hey guys, welcome to Holistically You. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'll be here to share my nice and sometimes not so nice human experiences. Let's get comfortable sharing our ups, downs, and everything in between and continue to make meaning out of the parts that make us whole. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode five of Holistically You. Episode five. (laughs) Wow. I can't believe here we are at the end of January. I remember the beginning of January looking kind of bleak with those imposed restrictions, the lockdown, the curfew, kind of coming off of that weird, (laughs) bizarre holiday season. And of course, as a teacher, uh, having to teach online for a week, going back to work, trying to get back into the routine. So it's been a month, guys. It's been a month. But here we are. And I hope you're all doing super well. We've had quite a nice winter so far, I must say. So I hope you guys are enjoying and getting outside and getting some fresh air and doing the things that bring you joy. That is the first thing I want to say to you all. So every month, at the end of the month, I would like to do kind of a review. A month in review. So of course this month is January. And so I'm going to do a January in review. Basically just dropping some wisdom. Talking about some things that happened throughout the month. Maybe some epiphanies that came up. And things that I realized. And this month there were quite a few light bulb moments. Aha moments. Um, I... Did a lot of research. I've been reading a lot. I've been listening to so many insightful podcasts and connecting with beautiful humans in Montreal. So, of course, going to work, coming home, and then having that time where it's like, okay, well, I, I'm legally not allowed to go out past eight o'clock. I mean, I'm in bed at nine, nine thirty every night anyway. So, to be honest, it doesn't really impact me that much, but it has given me the time to sit down and structure my thoughts, structure the things that are coming into my life, ideas that I'm having. So it's been quite a productive month. Also, I asked on my Instagram page for you guys to ask me some questions about my journey and about different things, which I'm so happy I will have the opportunity to answer today. So without further ado, (laughs) going into episode five, hello again. I hope you're all well. Um, Thank you so much for the feedback that you guys have been giving me. It's been constructive. It's been kind. It's been wonderful. I am so grateful for the connections that we continue to make. I kind of started this at, I mean, of course, it's still a passion project, but it is so nice to hear that you are all enjoying it, that the content is something that you can all relate to, and it is something that's accessible for everyone, really, that warms my heart and soul more than you could possibly imagine. 
So if you know me, if you've read my blogs, if you follow me on social media, you know that I love one word that reminds everyone of a friend's episode. (laughs) And I'm just going to say this has been my word of the month. And it is pivot. Oh, yeah. Pivot, baby. This has been a huge one for me this month. And I will explain why. I started the year at one school. In November, I kind of got, it was a bit of a surprise that I was losing that contract. So I had to work at a different school from November until January. And now I'm back at the school I started at at the beginning of the year. And I think if you guys remember in episode three on Connection, I talked about a string of text messages that brought me to tears. And it really was my colleagues from the school that I'm back at now who had my back who were looking out for me, who were making sure that under any and all circumstances I came back to this school. I feel balanced. I feel aligned. And I feel great. I really do feel energized. It's just a a post that really fits more with who I am, my creativity, and who I can be in the classroom. So... I had to, yes, I had to pivot. Now, we went from online teaching to me finishing my final week with the prior school to going back to another school. So all of this readjustment, even though it's something familiar, it still takes a toll on a person. And I think I can just admit that it did take a toll on me emotionally, physically, mentally. It's just constantly going from one mindset to another and from one teaching one language to another, from one curriculum to another. And so, yes, pivot. My mantra As simple as this may seem, and if you need this, please adopt it, has simply been, okay, so this is what we're doing now? (laughs) I know that sounds so silly, but when something changes, okay, this is what we're doing now. Let me go. So literally pivoting your mind, your routines, All of these things that you were used to just maybe even a day prior to, you know, a a specific change or a monumental change or even a small change and heading off in that direction. It's been something that I have really been focusing on for quite some time now and it is something that I will continue to focus on. And I do tend to get overwhelmed when things change. But since I also started adopting that mentality of let go, surrender, it's been a little bit easier for me. That's not to say that I'm not a little bit still of a control freak. (laughs) And it also doesn't mean that 
it doesn't affect me when things change. I'm not a robot. Let's be honest. I'm a human being and I'm an empath. So (laughs) these, and I'm a cancer. Oh my God. (laughs) What a combination. (laughs) It's all of these things at play that make me highly emotional. But breathing, making sure that I am integrating everything into my life that makes sense to me and that will make sure that I'm setting myself up for success. So whether that's scheduling, whether that's making lists, whether that's actually saying, you know what, screw all of this and I need a break. Giving myself permission, taking care of my mind, my body, and my soul. So again, that holistic approach to, okay, this is what we're doing now, but here's what I need making sure that I pinpoint exactly what I need and then run with it. So huge permission slip for myself this month and always moving forward. You heard it here first, okay, guys? <laughs> um, also, I had a huge shift uh, in my mindset regarding relationships. So... I think I've mentioned it in previous podcasts that I had a relationship in the summer and the fall that I really attached myself to. I attached myself to the outcome. I attached myself to that that perceived notion of a life with someone. And so, again, I wasn't in love or, I mean, I was, but the attachment was more intense than the love. Put it that way. And if you research attachment versus love, attachment can actually be quite toxic. And so it was, I had high levels of attachment with this human being. And I had a very hard time letting go of it. And it kind of came full circle over the holidays. And I started to focus on this into January. And the one biggest thing that I heard on a podcast actually with Joe Dispenza, who is an absolute genius, he mentioned that we cannot live in the future. So a lot of people who get into relationships live in the future because they think, okay, so now I'm set. I'm going to spend my life with this person. We're going to move in. We're going to get engaged. We're going to plan to buy a house. We also need to plan to have a family. And there's all these things that we're setting ahead of ourselves, which in essence is setting us up for failure because we're not living in the present moment. And what's worse is that we haven't addressed any sort of trauma or negative patterns that have been set in the past. So the best thing is, and I'm sure you guys know this, to live in the present moment with the person that you're with, seeing them for who they are, choosing them every single day, figuring your shit out together on a daily basis. The problem was with my ex-boyfriend was he didn't live in the present moment. He also never seemed to really address his chemical patterns of the past. 
So at the end of the day, what happened is that even in our relationship for the whatever it was, five months that we were together, he walked right past me. He was with me, but he didn't see me. I was choosing him, but he wasn't choosing me. And I had such a hard time with that because I would ask myself, well, why? What am I doing wrong to not be chosen, to not be heard, to not be seen? Why can't I get the love from this person that I am giving? It was heartbreaking and it has taken me some time to recognize rejection is protection. Say it with me now. (laughs) Rejection is protection, guys. That was not for me. And I'm here speaking to you all to tell you that if something doesn't work out, if you need to force it, if, if it's not being reciprocated in a natural way, let that shit go. I made a post on it on my Instagram page. Let it go. It wasn't for me and it wasn't going to be for me. And so me being me, I tried to just psychoanalyze everything, psychoanalyze the things that we went through, the things that we did, the conversations that we had. But what it really comes down to, friends, is that that wasn't for me. He wasn't for me. Rejection is protection. I say it all the time. And that is also something that I'm going to bring with me moving forward. And so I've been reading a book called After the Rain by Alexandra L., which is a beautiful memoir of her experiences. There are mantras in there. There are affirmations and journal prompts. And she had this one quote, this affirmation that just hit me right in the gut. And it said, I'm grateful to those who didn't love me enough to stay. Their absence taught me that self-love is my superpower. I'm smiling as I read this because, oh, yes, self-love is my superpower. And I'm going to do a whole episode on self-love and the things that I've learned about it and how I've applied them in my life either mindlessly kind of or uh, unconsciously or involuntarily versus how I've applied them voluntarily and the types of things that come out of it but isn't that so true self-love is my superpower it comes from within this month has given me so much clarity on the things that I will not accept moving forward. And like I said before, you heard it here first. Guys, please hold me accountable to this. Those red flags that I kept ignoring, pushing down, dismissing, it is not happening anymore. Self-love is my superpower. And when it starts from my center, my root, and really evolves with me and who I am, that's all that matters. 
then I will start bringing in, calling in, and also being very receptive, but keeping track of the things that are coming into my life and making sure that they are aligned with my vision, who I am, who I want to be, and how I want my life to look. And I wish that for all of you too. It's super empowering to think that way. And there are days where I lose sight of that. There are days where I don't have that kind of energy. I just want to, you know, pity myself and lie on the couch and binge Netflix. I give myself permission. There are days when I have bursts of energy and I want to network and I want to talk and I'm opening my mind and my heart to meeting someone new. I give myself permission. Either way, I swing. I allow it to happen fully, wholeheartedly, and unconditionally. So those are some of the things that I really, you know, really have realized this month. It's, it was a shift to the external love and relationships in my life. And then it veered to internal love and this notion of unbounded awareness, which basically means that there is suffering in the world right now. You know, sometimes I sit on the couch or wherever and I, I think, I'm happy. I feel great. I feel like I'm learning and growing. But there's so much happening out there. Like, why do I deserve to feel this positive or to really um, harness this growth? And it's almost like I start to feel guilty. But unbounded awareness is the notion that there is suffering around the world and I don't dis- I don't discard that at all. It's about taking it in, knowing that it's there, sending love to anyone and everyone who needs it, and then sending love to ourselves in the process. It's not all bad, of course, and suffering all always exists, right? And it it will continue to exist somewhere. I think that we just have to balance the suffering with joy so that we don't have to be the suffering. My cousin and I had a conversation about this. She was saying that in her meditation course, someone put it that way. And I was like, wow. I had just heard about the notion of unbounded awareness and here she was presenting me with this we don't have to be the suffering the suffering we we have to or we should acknowledge it and we have to balance it with joy but we don't have to be it and again that was almost like a permission slip for me to say okay girl if you feel good ride the wave if you don't ride that wave too because healing is not linear it ebbs and it flows and it could pull you down to the deepest, darkest depths of the universe, but it can also raise you so damn high. So ride the wave either way. So those are some little nuggets of wisdom (laughs) 
that I've learned this month. And now I wanted to address some of the wonderful questions that you guys asked me. So I think I'll have some time for two or three. I loved this question that I was asked, what are your most interesting challenges? I had to think about that one because I'm challenged every single day. (laughs) There's something that happens and I'm like, oh, oh my God, (laughs) what now? But one of my challenges for sure is taking my own advice. This is something that has actually been shared with me in the past. You know, Amanda, you always say this stuff, but you you don't walk your walk. And it's something that I've struggled with in the past that I'm trying to be very mindful of now. So it hasn't always been easy. I am the friend that everyone goes to with their problems and The advice that I give usually pacifies the situation. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Just message me. (laughs) But then when it comes to myself, I sometimes have difficulty applying the same notions to my life. So I tend to always think that I should be stronger or smarter and not make the mistakes that I do. But the reality is that I go through it just like anyone else. Right? And I deserve the same level of self-forgiveness and gentle care and time in order to heal and to grow. So I have been being way more gentle with myself and recognizing that I need to take my own advice. I need to apply these things to my daily life. So thank you for that question. Uh, Someone else asked, how do you stay consistent with healthy habits and do you have suggestions for a beginner? Honestly, everyone talks about these uh, gluten-free, dairy-free options. What I did by going to see a naturopath completely shifted my entire view of what I was putting into my body. So for a beginner, and I was a beginner, and I'm still learning every single day how to make sure that I'm giving myself, you know, everything that I need to, you know, raise my vibration or my energy or, you know, whatever, however you want to call it, do some research, you know, um, just take a look online or even listen to a podcast about nutrition and healthy eating. People have so many wonderful things to teach and to share. And we are living in a day and age right now where all of this information is so accessible to us. And so sometimes we find it a little more tedious to go on Google and do the research and read all these articles. And I'm not talking about reading any scientific articles, but my mind functions better almost when I'm like listening to someone almost have a conversation with me. So I listen to podcasts about nutrition and healthy living and I just recreate my grocery list or I also, uh, love to listen to people about holistic 
journey and supplements and things like that. So if I have any suggestions to make, I would definitely say download some podcasts, listen to them when you're getting ready in the morning or when you're prepping dinner in the evening or just before you go to bed. Jot down some great ideas and make small changes at a time. Okay, we always give ourselves these mammoth tasks and expectations and we are setting ourselves up for failure. So small changes one at a time lead to big results. And remember, you don't have to do it all at once. Okay, it's not a diet or a fad or anything to be healthy. It's a lifestyle. So Again, if we are setting ourselves up this expectation that, okay, I'm going to change everything and I'm going to drop this amount of weight and da-da-da-da-da, well, then that's that's way too high an expectation and, and it has kind of an end goal, whereas when you look at it as a lifestyle change, you want to implement it daily and that doesn't mean I don't have a box of chocolate chip cookies in my pantry right now, but it does mean that I'm less apt to go for them because I'm giving myself what I need throughout the day, so... I hope that answers your question. My two last ones, proud. what was your proudest accomplishment? Well, definitely summiting Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa was my proudest accomplishment. I can almost, I'm almost brought to tears when I say it. And it's been, you know, it'll be three years in July that we summited I just remember looking up at this mountain and thinking, holy shit. <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you want me to go there? <laughs> I was so sick on the third day. I can even do a whole podcast about Kilimanjaro. I just remember getting so sick on the side of the path and thinking there is no way my head feels like it's going to explode. I have... Sorry for those of you who have weak stomachs, but I have vomit all over <laughs> the, my jacket. Um, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. One thing they say on Kilimanjaro is pole pole, which means slowly, slowly, one foot after the other. And I just remember taking a video on my GoPro for my father who was meant to be there but couldn't, unfortunately. It was a 10-minute video of me actually reaching the summit, freezing my ass off (laughs) and loving every minute of it and just crying, sobbing. Could not believe. I had a total outer body experience. I could not believe that I was there. That was my proudest accomplishment. It is something that I had wanted to do for seven years. And I did it. And I'll do it again. (laughs) Okay, maybe not. But unless my dad wants to go with me, then I would do it again. (laughs) And the last question that I'm going to answer for today is, which books changed your life? Ooh, this is juicy. I love this question. Okay, there were... Two, but one definitely takes priority. And so that one is called The Celestine Prophecy. It is by James Redfield. It is actually a fictional story about an adventure. However, it describes nine pillars that connect humans to their spirituality. 
And essentially, it really is about the laws of attraction and how everything that happens in our life happens for a reason and there are no coincidences. And I'm sorry, guys, but if you don't believe this... There are so many things that have happened to me even within the last few weeks that I've been like, oh my God, I asked for that. <laughs> oh my God, I asked for that. Whoa, 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 whoa. All these things happening. So if you don't believe in it, I totally respect that. But seriously, everything happens for a reason. Um, and so I wanted to read to you all the seventh insight in the Celestine Prophecy. Like I said, there are nine. The seventh one is in pursuit of this mission, so the the mission of finding all these pillars, we can discover an inner intuition that shows us where to go and what to do. And if we make only positive interpretations, brings a flow of coincidences that opens the doors for our mission to unfold. Ah, I love it. I have been trying to really mull over this notion of what is my life's purpose? What am I doing here? The Celestine prophecy blew my damn mind. Please go out and read it. Let's chat about it. If you're open to it, I do feel like you need to be ready for it. If you feel like this is something that interests you, Go out and read it, and I would love to connect with you about it. And my second book was, uh, it is called The Untethered Soul. This just cracked my chest wide open and started to form these ideas and notions in my mind. Uh, It was after a very, very tough breakup when I was 25 years old. So again, I was really ready for it. And now there's even a journal that came out with it. So you can journal your way through it. And it really was a big tool of self-discovery for me. It's available at (laughs) chapters as is the Celestine Prophecies or on Amazon or wherever you can get it. Everything is accessible to us. And I just find that when I read books that really align with where I am in that specific moment, like I said, it cracks the chest wide open and I'm so much more receptive to the lessons and everything that it's teaching. Those aha moments... They are real. They are real in those moments. So that's all I have to say for today. That's my January in review. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I cannot wait to share more with you into February. I'm going to start inviting guests on the show, your comments, your feedback. I am forever grateful. Thank you so, so much for continuing to tune in. So I remind you today and every day, stay humble, friends, and I'll see you in the next episode. 